Hey Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, No commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Tired, weary, frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solar Mom's Talk, I discuss with solar mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solar mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this battle. It's hard to keep your head above the water. So win this fight. Today I'm talking to Geraldine Schmidt, an executive level leadership trainer and the founder of the Influence Method which teaches parents and entrepreneurs around the world how to manage teams and inspire their networks and communicate with compassion and drive. Welcome, Geraldine. So tell me how you became a solo mom. So first of all, thank you so much for being having me on the show. It's super exciting sharing the experience because when my child got one and a half years old, that's when I first had the experiences of being a solo solo mom while working full-time building my businesses. And that was seven years ago, seven and a half actually already. And though I had relationships in between, more or less, I raised her by myself. Although I must say I have a very good relationship with her dad. Um, He's almost my best friend. Uh, Besides that, he does live in a different country. So I pretty much raised her a lot of times myself while raising three businesses. Right now I run two myself. Uh, One of being actually a a, a communication uh, curriculum for children. So it's it's a language arts curriculum for homeschoolers for children because Right now, I raise my business while homeschooling my child um, alone. Ah, okay. So, and how old are your children? So, I have one, and now she's nine years old. 
Okay. All right. Um, so I, I ask these questions usually because I want a solo mom in whatever situation she's in right now to realize that it doesn't always last. If there's hardship, emotional, financial, or whatever, it's not forever. So your story, I'm hoping, will give hope to someone who had a one-year-old and maybe struggling with raising her and to see that you you have worked through it even homeschooling. So tell me what has been the biggest challenge for you. So, I mean, there were many, being very honest to you, there are many challenges. Mm -hmm. At the very beginning, uh, you know, you feel feel alone. You feel like, can you do it all? Can you spend enough quality time with your child while working? Mm -hmm. Um, And at first, for example, I felt very guilty. Uh, because I was working full time, of course, to be able to financially support my uh, our us, and yes. and um, and I didn't get the feeling like you, you know this imagery that you had before of this family and <laughs> this beautiful together, and so she right. saw a lot of of that. A thing that turned it around for me was when she went to one of the daycare centers. So pre-kindergarten-ish, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she, she's told me, well, she's actually one of the only children who can play by herself. And that is actually a very, very good thing because most kids nowadays get so much, you know, helicopter attention uh, and, <laughs> and playful attention that it's actually good that children can play by themselves uh, in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes them more independent. And I really truly believe that one of the things in that situation, and I see it when I look at her right now is, you know, they see how, how are you dealing with the challenge, right? That, that, that is what really matters for for the children is to see how are you dealing with the challenges? Because even though it's not perfect and you don't have this, family environment anymore and and their hardships depending with your partner and with finances and with you know a new life beginning at that right. point the important thing was for me always to realize is life isn't going to be perfect for them either of course we don't hope that for them like that you're going to have a breakup and a kid but they're going to face challenges and what i always told myself is how, how do I, how would I want her to deal with a challenge and how can I be that role model right now? And so that really turned it around for me because I said, okay, I want her to, you know, be confident, have faith in her future that it's going to turn out. Okay. And Mm -hmm. enjoy the time. I think I, the only little regret I have from that time is that I didn't enjoy the time as much as I could. Cause I felt so guilty. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and so, you know, there's, there was literally time that, and I think that's maybe a reason why I homeschool her now to so much more time and quality time with her, which I absolutely love. I mean, when she was, I remember three, four years old, she literally, they had, uh, 
a paper they had to do in school. Uh, and I'm telling this story again, because you mentioned other mothers being in a situation where, you know, you, it can't be that hard. Well, my daughter, literally, they had to paint a picture of where their homes home is. And so uh, mine drew three houses, my house being mom, of course, her dad's house. And then she drew a second mom that would continuously pick her up uh, because she was there after school so many times that actually she became a second mom to her. So just saying of how extensive that was. And, but now the good thing is, you know, they learn out of that. They, she had just as much love from, from her. So she was an amazing friend I had and she was, she's a very independent person now that can, you know, the loves learning, loves to work, takes over responsibility. So she has, she has some qualities that she wouldn't have gotten if everything would have gone the way that we think they should have gone. You know, it's, it's the same that happens to us. All of yeah. those hardships make us to the person we are today. Although, you know, it's the things that we didn't want to hear in those situations. <laughs> but yes, yes. But ultimately, it's how do we want to face that challenge? And it makes us grow up. It makes us stronger. And so it does for the child because that's the amazing thing to go through this together. It really bonds you together. Yes, yes, that's true. Thanks, Geraldine, for being vulnerable with me. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> that. And, and your story will help someone else. So you switched to homeschooling. Did you quit your job at the time or how did that work? No. How did that transition? <laughs> no, well, 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 the, the, Honest truth. So I was in leadership coaching, right? My other business is accountability strategist, where I really obsess over what keeps people accountable to yourself, mm-hmm. your team and, or your clients. And then I have met last year, a friend of mine who got me to the idea of, well, why aren't you homeschooling? <laughs> she asked me the idea because it was always outside of my spectrum mm-hmm. because I always said, you know, I run my own companies while raising my kid by myself. That's already more than a lot of people do. <laughs> um, and for example, the last company, just to give an uh, idea of the scope, we went from four people to 35 within one year. So, you know, there were uh, big companies, s- some multi-millions of worth. And then I switched to coaching full-time, which was again a transition, uh, and building my own team. So going from that and now into the homeschooling world, of course, Corona helped (laughs) being very honest, uh, at the beginning of the year, I saw how Corona, my kid was anyway at home. So it was easier ultimately being very open. It was easier for me to homeschool because then I could organize plan the whole week and not figure out, okay, you know, next week she's going to be home the week after she might not be, you know, it was very uncertain times. Uh, that was a lot harder to organize. So I actually said, because of my other business, the main idea is that you build a business that is not dependent on you because that's the biggest, uh, (laughs) fault that most entrepreneurs, I did it. Like most of my companies I built that way that are highly dependent on me. Uh, now, So I always said, well, if I can run two companies simultaneously while, while homeschooling my child, that's kind of like a recognition of 
it works, <laughs> right? The system right. works. Yeah. So what I do now is running my two companies. Of course, right now the focus is primarily on one, um, always at certain times, but I run two companies while homeschooling and it works. Like it's a thing of organization. And, and let me tell you this, all solopreneurs, moms out there, <laughs> why I can do this now is actually because my child again is so independent because she's so used to the surrounding of learning by herself, of taking over responsibility I can do that because of our history. Mm. And it's been, it's so amazing. Like I wouldn't exchange one day of her. It's while, while I have this, I can go outside and look at my daughter and it's just, it's, it's very amazing. It's a lifestyle that, you know, I wish or I wish for, and that's what I built. Right. Wow. Good for you. Um, so, so you were able to build businesses that around, um, raising your child alone and then homeschooling her. What do you think is the biggest advantage to having that much control? Because you're not waiting for somebody to call you back to work or some, (laughs) some school board pulling you back and forth with schedules and COVID and everything. So what's it like to have that much power over your own life? Oh, I mean, that's the whole thing we do it right for freedom. And (laughs) what, what I just noticed is in the, in my previous businesses is that I didn't build my businesses. So it would give me more freedom. I would, you know, the bigger it got, the more I had, the less freedom seemingly I would have, even though financially yeah. it's okay. But, but I mean, it feels amazing. I mean, yeah, there's no other word for it. It feels amazing. It's the lifestyle that you want. You know, I can sit on a plane tomorrow and go look at the pyramids next week when, you know, I want to experience the pyramids with my daughter who takes, you know, who learns it right now, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other side, I go from the perspective of influence. So I've been always a bit obsessed about how do you influence the thoughts, feelings, emotions of others. And when you observe your child, for example, the behavior patterns, you recognize of how much you influence them. If we want it or not, we are their role models. We highly influence them in their early years. Right. And so, and so do the teachers. And so do the pair, you know, other people around her. And it's having that control, if you, if I use that word over, over, well, what values do I want to instill in her? Like, for example, confidence or creativity and having that more elaborate and going more deeper into that is is very joyous to me of having that freedom to choose because I have the right. freedom to choose. And nowadays, uh, nowadays, you know, she, she can socialize and work over projects digitally with other kids in the world. You can hire any tutor around the world uh, who are very passionate about a subject to tutor my child in any subject. So I think there's a really new era of education coming. Yes. And especially with digital pods, that's what the story weavers, what we do initially is creating the platform for digital pods to thrive then, because we really believe that that's the future. That's the future of education right. Uh, where, right, where we can take it individually because mm-hmm. 
that I think that's the biggest thing. The, the biggest struggle that school systems had is to truly personalize because you can't like you just can't personalize a classroom of 22 kids or more. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So especially when they come with so many other lifestyle issues. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. It's th- there's so much variety in all of the components mm-hmm. and Initially, what we believe there is, for example, one of my core drivers is communication skills, because I truly believe if you're good at communication, you'll always find a way like (laughs) in life, you'll find a way, right? The quality of your communication is the quality of your life. That's what I believe. And so building around a curriculum around her that actually enhances not only grammar skills, but communication skills that's what I always wished I would have had. Uh-huh, <laughs> um, uh-huh. And I can do that by fostering what, you know, around her strengths, yeah. around what she's passionate about or uh-huh. find someone who is, I mean, did you ever, were you ever, for example, not passionate about a subject? And then <sighs> you talked with another person who is immensely passionate about that subject. And at the end of the conversation, you were like, Hmm. Okay. I've never seen it in that light. Actually, it's not that bad. (laughs) Did you ever have that? Yes. Yes. Yes, definitely. So that's the power. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I see it. I see it. And I want you to talk about the method and how your homeschooling model can help a a solo mom who is probably considering homeschooling her child or is struggling with homeschooling her child. But before I do that, I want to ask you, how do you, how does your child socialize? Does she get physical contact? And I'm not asking you that personally. I want you to elaborate how, how you could make sure in the age of social distancing, your child is getting human interaction, like that she would yes. get at recess sort of thing. Yes. So first of all, and that's the biggest thing of what we're building right now is the digital pods. So we're, we have a framework where our kids meet digitally for the similar time zones, but they could around the world because we have mm-hmm. over 150 people now uh, in different pods. And the way she does it, they do projects together, right? They get on, they get on a call. They have a framework system to, so they know exactly how do they, uh, how do they form teams? What can they do to collaborate and move forward with a project? And then on the other side, it's still enough offline uh, where they have a, a slight competition or they know how to solve conflict uh, or, you know, there's there's really in, enticing story frameworks around it that makes it very interesting. And also for the parents. Uh, I mean, we're talking about the child, but at the same time, it's also having that support group uh, where most of the yeah. parents that get on the call with us actually say like, I want a pod for, <laughs> for us parents as well, because you want that support, right? You want yes. somebody who is yes. in a similar situation uh, or you're just wondering, especially if you're starting out in homeschooling, but even if you're already homeschooling for a while, just to have other people in similar situations be like, okay, this is what we could do. Or maybe you just say, I just need an ear, just listen. And that's okay too. Right. Right. So what we have, the main thing for socialization is the pods. Uh, what we call them is where you meet, where you do projects together with other kids. 
and so move, can move forward uh, in a, in a with with a peer group, right? And then, of course, what she has besides that, uh, depending on what stage of you know, uh, social distancing we are in. Uh, she does have the neighbors, kids, or sp- in our area right now, the sports activities are allowed again, like that are far distance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so she does do uh, some of, of these activities that we think is safe. Yes. Um, but the main main thing right now, of course, when, when we do get another lockdown is the pods. Uh, since she is a single child at home, Uh, that she can really, you know, do projects with other kids. I think that's a, that's a cornerstone of socialization Mm -hmm. because, because, and here's the biggest thing I always kind of chuckle when I hear the socialization with other parents uh, who have never homeschooled her um, is okay. If you kind of, most people suggest, uh, suggest that when you're in school, that, you are being socialized. Now, if that were true, we wouldn't have all of these problems in our society uh, that seemingly people don't handle conflict well. They don't know how to act in teams. They simply, you know, the bullying, the bullying is rising in schools. The depressive children are rising in schools. The, you know, you know what I mean? Uh, so yes, the yes. Data, the statistics say something else that it's social socialization. Yes. They are around other kids, but how many times of when you're in school, are you not allowed to talk with the neighbor next to you? Right. And And if Mm -hmm. you do, then how much of that time is it not being mentored in a way that you can actually learn communication skills or team skills or collaboration skills, but you're just left on your own, Mm -hmm. um, kind of on the extent. So I had an interesting discussion, maybe similar as a picture. She asked me, because she had four children and she asked me, what is there something good about having four children, you know, being then really collaborative. (laughs) And my honest answer back then was, well, it could be because if you have the guiding force, like on a highway, if you have the guiding force of the, the, the side planks, right. Because if you don't, then all families, and I'm of a family of, of uh, four kids. <laughs> so if you don't have any mentorship, right, there would be a lot of families who are from bigger families who would be perfect in teams. The reality is you only have that if the parents know how to orchestrate it in a way that you're actually learning how to work with others, how to deal with conflict, how to mm. uh, deal with that you can be critical or that you have to listen or do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes, definitely. And that's the situation you don't have in school. So so you're not really being socialized or teached how to behave like, okay, on a broad spectrum, it, it highly depends of course on the school and on the teachers. But that's, again, the thing that always kind of concerned me is it's a poker game. You could have an amazing teacher who could fit with your child that year. (laughs) Uh You know what I mean? It could, but it could yes, also not I do. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. It, it actually reminds me of the time when my boys were younger. They're two years apart. And whenever they would get in conflict, like want to fight and they're complaining, I would ask them to go draw me a picture together and bring it to me so I could see it. Oh. So I oh, force them to work together when they're fighting. And, and it actually, <laughs> it's so funny now I think about it. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. Right. But that's because of your guidance. Like they learned, you know, how to deal with conflict because of your guidance. But if you Mm -hmm. don't have that, then it's not socialization. Then you have two kids fighting like hens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. So, okay. Thank you. Tell me how you, if I'm a solo mom homeschooling, what can you do to help me? Like what resource do you have that I could use to help me in homeschooling my kids? Cause I'm asking, I'm asking you now to share what you do and how do we get it? Okay. So the story weavers. So if you go to the web, the homepage story weavers dash, uh, sto- the, the story dash weavers.com, then you can easily find all of the resources around us. The two main ones that we have is if, if you have a child from grade uh, one to five, then we have the digital pods, which are the carrying soul of it uh, because we are high on, again, collaboration. You can't really build your communication skills if you're by yourself. <laughs> right. Um, and so if you really want to build a, a, a framework where your child can work together with others on projects around their strengths, then check out our digital pod sessions because when you do that, you have a framework of a project of having everything organized to meet with the in small groups. So there's always group sizes of four people uh, that you that the children meet and a partner to do a project together. And you can see on the on the homepage the many different projects that we do, which of course I have to be, I'm a bit biased. I, <laughs> I say, but I find them amazing. <laughs> okay. um, and with that, they get the whole communication fra- framework. So for example, in the first month, we're all about truth and misconception. Uh, so it's really about critical thinking about teaching them to ask a bit thinking like an investigative journalist, because in four months time, they're, they actually become a published journalist. And in eight months time, they actually become a published author. Uh, wow. So we teach them all of the frameworks because we always say like, imagine after eight months, you could pull your own book that your child wrote out of the bookshelf. <laughs> you know, and that makes you proud. And it, it kind of shows you a pro- progress of, of uh, writing skills or mm-hmm. also persuasive skills. So they learn a lot from a whole range of different communication skills. And, like mm-hmm. and uh, the other thing, so that's the main project space. And then we have, if you want a full language arts curriculum for those who want a full curriculum for, again, for the whole year, which also can be purchased per month. Mm-hmm. Um, that is also has the history inside that weaves in the arts uh, inside it as well and gives you a book list and everything that you need around that, which is very unique. That's why I love it with around my child, uh, because it, it ties in the communication aspects, but also the his- historical aspects of the whole world. Like it's not just you know, our Western <laughs> or it's not real. So all of it is by the way, secular. So it's non-religious. That was very important to us because we, I mean, everybody can believe in the faith that they, they have. Uh, we believe communication and language arts can go as such very factual, uh, and customizable to the strengths of the child. 
So those are the two resources that if you have any questions or would like to know more, then either contact me uh, over the homepage or at Geraldine at the story weavers.com. And I can happily answer any questions that you have. Okay. Thanks, Geraldine. I'll put all that information in the show notes as well. So people can be able to contact you. Ah, you're um, awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> sure. And having done all that you've done, my fi- well, not my final question, but <laughs> how do you practice self-care? I ask everyone this because I want to know what you're doing to take care of you. Oh, this is a very, very important question. You're really good. Um, I always... I always reminds me of when I ask who is the most important person in the room to entrepreneurs and, you know, they wouldn't really raise their hands, but if the company goes down, well, that's mainly that person in the room. So you are very important. If you're not thriving, then you're not doing the same to yourself. So I think that's why it's so important because we want to be loved, right? You want your child to love themselves. So um, what I do is, uh, various things. I actually ask myself every single week. I measure myself actually on the most important areas of my life. Uh, so I have a master plan circle, uh, I call it. And what I do is I noted down what areas of life do I need to improve 1%. You know, it can be super small things, but okay. 1% that week For example, in I want to have extraordinary relationships. So what could I do that week to either follow up with my friends? You know, it can be just an SMS to follow up. It can be a call or it could be a meeting or also network with new people, Uh, you know, to to have that literally inside. Um, Other things that I do is uh, honestly just taking a bath with candles and music. (laughs) Mm-hmm. or doing sport. So having the sport activity is very important to me. Okay. Um, um, although I must admit, like this is a new one for me. I just, two days ago, I heard a podcast of someone talking about the feminine and masculine energy. So I noticed I was a lot in the, although I'm very feminine by nature, I'm a lot in the masculine energy because of course I'm running my own company. I'm a solo mom. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what happens? So the masculine energy is more doing, right? It's controlling it. Yes. And the feminine is, you know, being present, enjoying the now um, and enjoying, well, the femininity of us. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying every single week now to focus on my feminine energy if that is dancing in my apartment with music, if that is, you know, silly things like that, but get my mood yeah. going. <laughs> yes. Yes. I appreciate that. Yes. We have to try what works for us. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's yes. So it's, for me, it's always a bit the, the variety of it. Let's put it that yeah. way. So I get, I love that emotions of self-care with variety. So it can be a dinner. It can be an adventure that we went on or that I also did with, uh, do with my daughter but it's just like variety is kind of my spice of life there yes definitely thanks Geraldine and I have one last question for you I, I kept you a long time but one last question what what piece of advice would you give to a solo mom in what stage I think <laughs> starting out in business or I think any stage whatever comes to your mind because okay. yes whatever. process gives you freedom I'm sorry and it's Process gives you freedom and it's count and routines. It's counterproductive because uh, not counter, it's pr- counterintuitive 
because we love freedom. Yeah. Uh, routines make us feel edged in. But on the other side, it gives you a whole lot of freedom uh, because you don't have to decide that much because you have a routine to follow that you know brings you forward. And the second thing, if I may add, <laughs> the second thing is the, the belief shift of if something is not the way you wanted, then it's a strategy that you'll have to find. It's not your personality. So what I saw myself happen a lot is if I couldn't do anything, especially in very tough situations, I would blame myself. I am chaotic. I'm not good with fine numbers. I'm not good with sales. I'm not good with, you know, X. Uh, I'm a horrible right. mom. <laughs> you know, we take a lot of things that don't work. We just take it like, it's our identity. Um, right. When you can put it objectively and say, okay, I'm not getting the result I'm having. I just need a different strategy. What's a different strategy I could use? No matter what it is, if you have a child that's yelling at you, okay, maybe I just need a new strategy. You know, that's different than this. She, this is how she is, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I, I am always, you know, I get angry so fast. This is who I am. Well, no, maybe it's just a different strategy that you can try out until you find the one that brings you the results that you need. So that was for me a huge life shift when I noticed that, when I really brought that one in deep mm. um, to, to be able to, you know, step one step back and look at the situation a bit objectively um, yeah. and and really say, okay, well, what strategy am I using right now? And I would, I would write it down. Like I would literally write it down and, yes. and then, well, what other options do I have? And then there's so many frameworks out there. That's why I actually built the AC strategist. Um, because I said, if it's decision-making, you know, there's, there's frameworks, how you do decisions faster there's decisions of what you do when you're stuck in a problem, what questions you can ask yourself. There's frameworks, you know, there's so much frameworks, but what keeps us set, sat in a, in a stuck place the most is this thing that it's our, this is who we are. And when you just step back and say, okay, I just need a new strategy then you can shift. Right. Yes. Thanks, Geraldine. I appreciate that. And I understand that. Thank you. <laughs> I hope it helps someone out there. <laughs> that was a life changer for me, very honestly, uh, going from losing my hair because I was so stressed. I mean, I'm not kidding. Uh, to, to then really leading the life that I am, I'm excited every single day and don't have this inner pressure anymore of, am I worth it? Do I love myself? Yeah. Can I do it? Do you know what I mean? Uh, yes, so, I fully understand. Yes. So I'm super happy if it helps anyone. And thank you again so much for having me. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Geraldine. You helped me a lot today. I can tell you that. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, then, yes, then it's already, it already made the effort. Like I helped one person today. So you made my day. <laughs> you did. Thank you very much. <laughs> awesome. You have a great day. And if you have any questions in between, then reach out to me anytime through Facebook or uh, email and I'm happy to answer any questions you have. Thanks, Geraldine. You have a great day. The reason I created this podcast is to provide a forum where solo moms around the world can share their stories so we can benefit from our shared experiences. With that in mind, 
Another way we can connect is through our monthly connect meetup. Each month, we gather virtually for now, where we talk about whatever is on our minds. On a recent meeting, we discussed dating as well as ways to get a mentor for your child. If you are a mother raising children alone, no matter where you live, join us next time as we connect with moms potentially from around the world. The link is in the show notes or you can go to solomoms-talk.com slash connect that's solomoms-talk.com slash connect and take a break and let's connect. Hello, solo moms. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life, to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry, and parenting alone can be a lonely journey. But it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus one 917-994-1329 or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.